Hello and welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, brought to you by Roast House Pub, one of Frederick's finest craft beer and culinary destinations, where great people come to drink amazing beer. Visit them to track their taps and menu at roasthousepub.com, or download the digital pour app to track what's on tap. I'm your host, Chris Sands, and this is episode 65. And joining us from Williamsport, Maryland, are these three fine gentlemen from Kushwa Brewing Company. And I've been told that this is somewhat of a rare event to see all three of you together. In fact, I think someone said that they didn't quite believe that you were all three different people, possibly. <laughs> so we have Garrett Chambers. Say hi so people know your voice. Know your hi, hi so people know my there voice. That's, that was passive aggressive. <laughs> um, Scott Coleman. Hello, hello. And Marcus Thomas. What's up? So first... Let's just talk about Peace Among Worlds because I absolutely loved that beer. So who is a Rick and Morty fan? That would be me. And Brady. And Brady. Yeah, yeah one of the guys that works in the brew house uh, is diehard Rick and Morty fan. So we actually tasked him with coming up with some solid names, and uh, he came up with all Rick and Morty-themed names. <laughs> <laughs> so he was kind of singularly focused. Yeah. Which informed the can art. So hopefully that is just vague enough that you won't get a nasty gram from uh, adults, whoever runs Adult Swim on that TV station. Hopefully not. But they'll be gone. Or hopefully they love it. And then Kushwa shows up on Rick and Morty next season. Actually, too, unless they, they do, listen to this podcast. <laughs> they, they, um, they actually, the owner, I've seen him on some other podcasts and he is hilarious. Really? Yeah. I can't remember what the topic was, but it was just phenomenally funny. So actually, he may find it as a nice tribute to to his work. We like to consider ourselves small and non-threatening at this stage. So <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, it flies under the radar. So um, that was your second can release, which I would say, I, I assume that you guys considered it ex- a success because I was there and... Uh, anyone who was watching this saw the video in the beginning where there were a lot of people lined up to purchase it. Yeah, overwhelming success. We were absolutely thrilled. So um, how many cases did you, did you sell that day? Uh, 100. 100. Yeah. Yep. Did you sell out all, all your whole? Yep. So, um, and then, so anyone who missed out on getting it uh, last Saturday, uh, you still have uh, it on draft, and you can do Crowler fills. But this coming Saturday... People can come to Frederick, to White Rabbit, who you collab- collaborated with, which I assume is mainly collaborating with Ben Little. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get it at White Rabbit at 8 a.m. Yes. So 8 a.m. at White Rabbit. Um, I don't know their address, but people know how to use Google. Um, and they'll have, I think they said, approximately 70 cases that they'll be selling. Yeah, they're doing a, like a, a whole brunch thing, like a Rick and Morty themed brunch. And uh, I think they're going to show some cartoons and serve the beer. Um, should be awesome. The food over there is great. I would highly recommend anybody that hasn't been, go check it out. Cool. Um, and even if, uh, I mean, it's worth getting some just because the can is super cool looking, which I think Graham put that also in the video to begin with. He's shaking yes, so that assumption was correct. Yeah, we've actually even had people just kind of reach out to us about the can art. I don't. It'd be interesting to know how many people were just there to collect the can because they love the show, whether or not they yeah. are actually lover of beer as well. I mean, 
it's twofold that way, but it's, I had shown one of my coworkers pictures of it, and he doesn't like hoppy beer, but he wanted some just because of the can. He's yeah. a big Rick and Morty fan, and actually on the on Facebook on the Maryland Beer Drinkers group, there was someone asking people to set, save her a empty can. If it, or a full one if possible, but nice. she would even take an empty can because she liked the artwork on it so much. Yeah. Well, we fully admitted that the we, the idea here was to be subtle with the reference. So <laughs> it didn't uh, didn't exactly end up that way. <laughs> it's, all, it's all right. <laughs> well, I mean, I would think if I mean if you don't know Rick and Morty, you're not going to. Like, it wasn't blatantly obvious to me at first. Like I, I think the concept of Rick and Morty is hilarious. And I had this conversation with Graham the other day. I've, I've tried to watch it and I see clips that I find hilarious, but the belching in the green drool, like I just can't get past that. And it really bothers me. I can binge it. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess that's more me than the show, but that, that's why I wasn't completely familiar with it. So for losers like me, it was vague enough that someone had to explain to me what it was. Or White Rabbit's ad was much more blatant <laughs> yeah. to what it was. Yeah. Actually, I think that's how I right. made the connection. <laughs> that's correct. They were not as subtle as you guys were being. I, and then the second thing I wanted to get out of the way real quick was to find out Garrett. If you've come to your senses yet, and zip ups versus pullovers, yes, this is where uh, yeah, I, yeah. I knew it was coming. And, yeah. and well, someone else brought. Actually, you have one of your employees to blame for that because they were talking about our first episode, and I completely forgot it. Really? So I went back and listened, and I was reminded by how ridiculous you are that you prefer pullovers, which I see you wore probably just to taunt me. I did, I did, and now I'm going to name a beer, Zip Ups versus Pullers. <laughs> so there's that. Um, <laughs> so you still haven't come to your senses? I don't understand the zipper fascination that you guys have. I feel like Marcus may be on Team Zipper. I'm actually leaning that way. Yeah. I, I think it's easier to get in and out of. Yeah, because if, if you're wearing an undershirt, <laughs> you pull a pullover one, it's going to get stuck, yeah. and it comes over your head first, and you... And I'm stupid, so I get trapped. And <laughs> well, so. I think a little bit of it is uh, some of us still style our hair or have it have to sit a certain way. So you pull it over, <laughs> a pullover over, you could damage that hairdo. Garrett doesn't have that problem. I frequently <laughs> wear Crocs and shorts and a hoodie. Like my that's my that's my uh, my uniform: Crocs and shorts and a hoodie. So really, no one should take any sort of fashion not advice from you at not, all? Not even a little bit. <laughs> nope. Cargo shorts, whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with cargo shorts. I will say that at the beer dinner last night, I noticed that uh, Duclaw has a beer called Cargo Schwartz. And that pretty made, fantastic. That was, made us giggle, <laughs> made that us giggle awesome. a little bit. <laughs> it was awesome. Well, wasn't it um, Aslan had a beer recently that was like socks and... Uh, socks and sandals, or something like the, something like that. I remember the logo. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it was theirs. I don't remember whose it was, but I definitely remember the logo. All right. So we know that you are still on the wrong side of that debate. <laughs> um, so how's the first year been? And it hasn't been a full year since we talked, but you were still pretty young in the world of brewery ownership. It's been a wild ride. That's for sure. A lot of uh. A lot of unexpected. 
you know, we kind of had a plan for this thing when we we started out, and uh, things have gone a lot of different directions. It seems to be a month by month thing as we grow here. You know, watching the, where the market goes, watching what the people are liking, watching just how our business is growing, our team within the uh, within Kushwa is growing. Like I said it's been a wild ride so far. Have things gone better than expected? I'd say uh, so. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and even like the the past the two can releases, I mean, just you know, accelerated things even more so. I mean so many hits on social media to people reaching out to us in different countries, states. Um, it's just been crazy keeping up with it all, you know? Well, yeah, I think I, I was emailing with you before the first can release and you were kind of downplaying how much uh, you thought. I don't know if you were purposely <laughs> downplaying, but your uh, Garrett was kind of like, well, I don't, I don't know if we'll even sell out or not. And I was like, I don't know. I'm, pretty sure people are excited about it there's a lot of people posting and saying they're going to go to it i think that's uh i'm that way to a fault i just <clears throat> i like to think that i'm relatively humble about things that i do and and i you know i'm proud of what we're doing and i feel really good about you know our beer and our our company and, and the way that we conduct ourselves but at the same time like i don't i try not to expect too much you know and just hope for the best and um, you know, everybody tries to reassure me that things are going to go well. In fact, I was texting with Ben earlier about their event and the can release on Saturday. And he was like, he won't sleep Friday night. Like that was my week last week. You know, I don't know how you guys did, but I slept very little the night before the can release because I worry, you know, I, I mean, we're, this is a big move you know, for us. And, and, uh, we we're really, like I said, we're really proud of it. And you just, you want to make sure that the beer is good and the service is good. We, we take great pride in making sure that people are taken care of in our place, you know, that our people that work with us are smiling and happy and helpful and um, just that people feel taken care of in general. So if, if you wouldn't have sold out of all the cans as quickly as you did, what the first one was mm -hmm. in 45 minutes? Yeah. So, uh, would you still have considered that a success if it would have taken a day or two? Would you have been disappointed, or was that like, did you really want to get that sell out by the time the line was gone? I, I guess it would have been some level of disappointment, but I don't think that we gauge the success only on whether it sold yeah. out or not. I mean, the idea <laughs> is that people have a great time when they're at the brewery. The people enjoyed the beer, and they walked away smiling. So if everybody had a great time at the anniversary, then that would have been a success to us. Which I could definitely attest to. Ever, I, mean, I, don't, I only saw people smiling, and I know there were people there had been, what, since like 8 a.m.? in line 6 a.m actually yeah. I, I pulled in at seven o'clock i'm like early. well then <laughs> this is awesome <laughs> so i was just gonna say like that's got to be kind of is that when you get the relief moment when you when you get there and or is it when people start tasting it and they actually day after. give you the feedback that you enjoy it's day after okay. the the day of is it's it's a humbling experience that you just take in and then when you kind of settle down later in the evening it kind of settles in that you you feel like good. You can give yourself a little pat on the back, but then you figure out what's next. You know, get let's get started. The next one started. Right back yeah. to the drawing board. Yeah, so I, I, oh, I was just gonna say I don't. Um, <clears throat> I don't think 
I rest easy until it's over and we kind of start hearing how people feel about the beer and, and you know, how their experience was and, and things like that. Um, the experience is, is important to us, you know, and I think do you, you mentioned the, as far as like selling out, uh, selling all the beer, we, we tr- we've tried and obviously we've only done two. Um, so, I mean, we're still, we're still a really young company and we're still pretty new at that, but we've tried to get enough beer. So we have enough for people to buy, so no one misses out on it because um, nobody likes to stand in line for hours yeah. and not get something from it. Um, but then also not have too much that if people don't buy it, that it just sits around and, and goes to waste. So, so far we've, you know, we've two times we've, we've gauged that pretty well. Well, I would say, cause you're, I mean, you're pretty much doing the same amount of cases that um, the lar- larger established can releases can release breweries are putting out and i mean you're having this almost the same exact results like so i'd say that's a heck of accomplishment in your first year and you're kind of in the middle of nowhere i was just getting ready to say that i said it's and it's even more of an accomplishment because coming from a small town in williamsport um it it really stands out to us that people will come from near and far to you know participate in that release and come and hang out at the tap room as well. Yeah. Cause I almost anyone that I've talked to that isn't familiar with Kush one. And I say, you, you really need to go try them. Uh, the, the next question is, okay, where's Williamsport? <laughs> but so thankfully it's close enough to Hagerstown where you can just say, well, instead of going right <laughs> off yeah. of uh, 70, go South. And it's right. Pretty much right there. Um, Heather Huff wants to talk about get crunched up. <laughs> get crunched up. That beer is awesome. Is that the Adroit Theory uh, collaboration? Yeah, we did two with them. That's the stout that we brewed. So we brewed um, we brewed two beers with them. One at their place, which was the get crunched up uh, stout, and then one at our place, which was the double IPA, uh, Air of Distraction. Um. So let's talk about get crunched up. I believe that had uh, some adjuncts, adjuncts <laughs> added to it. It had one major adjunct. <laughs> <laughs> we we dry crunched the hell out of it. Basically, is what happened there. The goal for that beer. Let's get a spoon. Exactly. The, the goal for that beer um, was to basically have an end result that was almost like like milk taste at the end of a bowl of cinnamon toast crunch cereal, uh-huh. but in beer form. So, Did you nail it? Cause I didn't get to try it. I mean, I, f- I feel good about it. I think um, people liked it. Uh, I, I think you absolutely tasted the cinnamon toast crunch, which nice. was, which was critical. Anytime we say we, there's an ingredient in something, it better tastes like that. And I was down at a droid in between when it was actually fermenting. And Brian comes to me, he goes, hold on, you got to try this. But I haven't dry hopped it yet <laughs> with, the, with, the, with the seven touch crunch. I, I can do nothing but laugh. But I'm like, I just hope we dry crunch the, like you say, the hell out of it. <laughs> now, you still have that on. There's Is that still on tap? It's on a last keg. Okay. So if anyone who wants to try that should get out there soon because you're Absolutely. open tonight. Yes. So. Yeah, we're, we're open Wednesday to Sunday. I'll have to, yeah, I, I unfortunately didn't get to come in and try it because you guys were so crazy busy on Saturday. That's, that's the part I would say like, and we feel bad about that, 
you know, but we, we well, have, no one was every, mad about no, it. No, 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 pe- no. People were super cool and understanding about it, but our, we're rated at 140 people by the fire marshal. Yeah. And it's just obviously really important that we abide by that. So we had to, you know, count heads and make sure that we weren't over capacity and, you know, people, pe- pe- people had to wait for a while uh, to get in. Um, and some people chose not to, which, you know, is perfectly understandable. And some people kind of rolled out and got lunch and did some other things and came back later. But I think we had a line through like four o'clock in the afternoon or so. If I didn't have three women that I have to answer to, I, I would have just <laughs> waited in line with everyone. Cause I, you know, I was having fun talking to yeah. people and I looked at my watch. I was like, ah, I haven't gotten the text message yet, but I know that's going to be coming soon. <laughs> We actually had a couple of guys I'd never seen this before that thought ahead, and they realized they didn't care as much about getting the cans as they wanted seats at the bar. So they waited out front and had a second line going. <laughs> yeah. See, I had once um there were, I had two people who were asking me to pick up cans for them. So that's I one I went back and although I still maintain I told you that on Saturday I still maintain that I've never I've never <laughs> stood in a line because I waited until it was just. Till there was like, a line. You yeah, stood away was, from the line. Well, but I, I mean, I was, I was taking video and, and uh, chatting with people. And then I went and got in line once, <laughs> once it was short. <laughs> so I still will maintain that I have not. And okay, so I was trying to look through my text messages. The one, one of the people that um, um, I picked up a four pack for there, they sent me, after they tried it, sent me a text message that said, dude, this beer is effing insane, delicious man. And then a fire emoji, thumb up emoji, beer emoji, <laughs> and another thumb up emoji. <laughs> He's an adult. <laughs> we're just saying we were kind of bummed that, that some of the other breweries got to the emoji names before yeah. we did because yeah. uh, Burley got it. Uh, vale. What was Vale? Has yeah, Vale had emoji. one. Yeah. Um, so they well, g- well, lucky for you. I mean, they keep coming out with new ones constantly, so you just have to... <laughs> Well, I'm sure yeah, it'll be riveting. Be. Watch the, um, it's like the IEEE for ASCII art. Mm-hmm. Watch their, what they're doing. And as soon as they release their new emojis, you can jump on that. There you go. You send me that stupid goat all the time. The goat. Yeah, the goats. So, I mean, we, we can do the goat. I like to find emojis that are probably often unused and just kind of sitting to the side and throw them into conversations just because I feel like they should get some play for something. You can yeah. use the crazy clown. Yeah, Yeah, someone went through the trouble to create that. Absolutely. You don't want them to fall below the (laughs) fire, (laughs) thumb up, eggplant. (laughs) (laughs) Which I'm sure the creator of that didn't realize it was going to get used as much as it does. (laughs) When you you like that to be your claim to fame. (laughs) I drew the eggplant. So of the, um, actually, no, first I want to talk about uh, Kushwa Classic, because I, I don't know if you were one of the, had you done a Pilsner yet when you were on last? Mm-mm. No, we've never, that's the first lager we've ever brewed. Like, we've never, that, that, when we were home brewed, we didn't, um, and we've been predominantly an ale brewery. So I, I, I find it fascinating, um in this day and age of hazy everything, uh, juicy everything, that Kolsch's and Pilsner's in, in conjunction have also made a resurgence. Yeah. And, and do you think that is like as a way of 
like, and maybe this is even why you did it is like, you want to show off your skill that cause like, you can hide a lot of flaws in a lot of styles, but if you brew a bad Pilsner, there's nowhere to hide right. those flaws. Yeah. When, when we, like when I visit a brewery, I always like to try the most low key beer that they have on tap. You know, if it's a Pilsner or a Kolsch, like you said, or a cream ale or just whatever it is. Because, so you can judge them. Yeah. Right. right. So, I, <laughs> so I can get on untapped and say all the things that everybody wants me to, you know. So it, it's, I just think it's a good way to see, you know, how technically qualified they they are. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but it's, uh, I, I think there's a couple of things going on with with that you know, like Pilsners and, and like those easy drinking styles coming, I think, um, clearly, you know, IPAs are here to stay and, you know, all these, you and know, they big, should, cause yeah, they're amazingly absolutely. delicious. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do think people that drink a lot are suffering from some palate fatigue. You know, I mean, we talk about this, you know, we, we get to drink a lot of really cool IPAs and a lot of times we have customers that bring us cool stuff, you know, daily, and so we get all the cool IPAs that are out, and sometimes we just want to sit down and drink a Pilsner, honestly, because we want to drink beer, and we want it to be something that's clean and crisp and refreshing. So we wanted to do something like that ourselves, and then also explore lagers. You know, it's it's something we hadn't done, and, and something that, um, it was it was fun. I'd say it turned out quite well. Yeah, I thank like you. It. Very refreshing. I mean, every beer drinker started with a Pilsner at one day. So there's someone reminiscent about it. There's something yeah. cla- like that is where the kind of the name came from. It's classic. It's always good. You're never, and I mean, to me, you're not a beer drinker if you don't like a Pilsner somewhere. I mean, it's that's a style that always works to me. And it's perfect. I'm sure you get people who come in that say, I want a beer. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. do you want a stout? No, I want a beer. Right. We so recognize that on the, yeah. on the regular. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So here's a beer. <laughs> yeah. It keeps the lights on, too. I mean, you can just drink multiples and multiples of those. Uh, people yeah. love it. And we recognize our area as a predominantly blue-collar area, and that's what people were going to want. You know, it's a good – It's I wouldn't say it's necessarily a transition or a gateway beer, but it's something that someone can uh, belly up to the bar and just have a few and enjoy themselves. Yeah, they, to accompany the person who showed mm-hmm. up to drink a Rambo. That that happens, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> The, the uh, driver should have the classic and then passenger <laughs> focus on Rambo, which where where did you hide that 13 percent of alcohol in that beer? It's crazy, right? Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it's just it's all in the fermentation, you know, getting a clean fermentation and pitching rates and temperature control and things like that. Um, it's funny, though, because obviously everybody has a different palate and tastes things differently because a couple people try it and like, oh my God, so boozy. And uh, I like, I, I can say that that's probably, I think the only characteristic or flavor in a beer that I'm sensitive to. Mm-hmm. Like I, you, the most bitter beer ever. And like, I'm not going to turn my nose up to it. Like I'm even barely sensitive to acetyl. Like I've had like beers with people where someone tasted it and like, was repulsed by it because it yeah. was so much and to me it was like yeah i get a hint <laughs> <laughs> but that's also why i 
reserve my judging of beers to grunting good or bad. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh it's a good one. Uh, that's that's Scott's recipe. That started as a five gallon pilot batch last year, like early on after yeah. we started the brewery, I think. I remember that thing was so thick it got stuck in the pumps. Yeah. I think we, bar- we barely got four <laughs> gallons out of it, and we served the entire thing on cask on uh, toasted coconut. And nice. That was bad. Yeah. yeah, it was so good. So good. So now I know, Garrett, you do the majority of the brewing, right? So, um, yeah, that it's always yes and no. Um, I always like to, like, put out there that, like, all three of us brew beer. Yeah. It just so happens that I'm the only full-time. I, I was the only full-time employee uh, at Kushwa. Scott and Marcus still have their day jobs. Um, so I was doing a lot of the brewing, most of the brewing. Um, we did hire uh, a guy, uh, Shane Mills, who's done a phenomenal job for us um, to help us out with some things because as our as our company's growing, we're finding that we're pulled in a lot of different directions. Yeah. And as much as I hate to give up brewing, there are just some things you can't have other people do. So um, Shane came along at a really good time for us and was able to help us out. Uh, and he'll be moving on to start his own place. So I'm actually moving back into the brewery more right now, which um, is is good and bad. Like, I love being in there, you know, but yeah. I still have, like, all these other things to do. Um, but I think the cool thing about... Um, our brewery is that we all have recipes you know all three of us have recipes and um we should we should have people like do a thing and have people guess which one is which like which recipes belong to which of us because we have different preferences that would be you should do that yeah that'd be interesting like i guess anyone who goes there very regularly should be able to figure that out i would have no idea right because i'd I mean, I guess I would choose any darker one now. I would say Scott's because Rambo is his. Or maybe that's not. Yes and no. Yeah. (laughs) One of the lighter ones is mine too. Yeah. Scott, Scott's responsible for Fog at Daybreak too, which is actually, I think, my favorite beer. People always ask, like, well, what's your your favorite beer that you brew? And I think it's one of the more low-key beers, but it's, it's, for me, it's awesome. You know, it's. It's it's really basic, but it's flavorful and it's it's crushable. So then, um, so what, what's your favorite that Kushwa beer that you're responsible for? Marcus, I guess, I guess after school snack, um, that just came out a couple months ago. Uh, started as a ten gallon batch that we released at our uh, well the first day we opened. Um, and it was successful that day. People loved it, um, and they they kind of craved it. I guess it was like each each month as we we progressed, people would come in and ask, "When are you going to put the PBJ beer back on? When are you <laughs> going to put after school snack back on?" And uh, it was just kind of like this this running joke, uh, just because it, it it takes a lot to to make that beer the the adjunct and the the ingredients that go into it. Uh, it can get tend to get kind of messy which you should make clear i think that you use real peanut butter <clears throat> yeah we used uh what they call pb2 um the powder basically breaking it down taking out all the oils and just straight up yeah peanut butter into it yeah but uh 
because I there were, I was talking to someone <laughs> and they made an offhand comment um, comparing it to another peanut butter beer that has no peanut in it. Um, so I was like, no, you should read their social media. There's definitely <laughs> real <laughs> ingredients yeah. in it. We don't use any extract in any of our beers. None. Mm-mm. What um, what what kind of jelly is it? What what flavor? PB&J, uh, it's, do you it's do? Concord grape. Okay. So yeah, the classic. PB&J. The classic, yeah, the classic. And I think we kind of talked. Uh, there was one night we were just sitting around having a beer, and we were saying, you know, what would it be like to kind of change up, I guess, the the jam or the yeah. whatever you put in it. Like that next could time, be like, like your, apricot or like yeah. strawberry. Because that could like be your thing, where you yeah. have the <laughs> the after school snack series with uh-huh. different uh, jellies. Absolutely, spinoffs. So last night, um, you guys were part of the amazing beer dinner at uh, Roast House Pub, which I think the your beers were paired perfectly with their courses, um, which I'd been talking about for weeks on this episode on on this podcast in the spots, and it was I I thought it was a great time and turned out really well. Yes. It was fantastic. Nico did a fantastic job with the food. I can't even decide what's my favorite. Somewhere in between the Honolulu fish, the pot roast, and what the Portuguese octopus chili verde. That one. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. I was really nervous for that one because I've never eaten octopus before. And all I kept seeing in my mind was like a plate <laughs> dropped in front of me, which is like a raw. <laughs> like just, Looking up at you. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm glad he hit it in chili that um, I couldn't see what I was eating. Because <laughs> then I was able to just enjoy the taste of it, which it kind of was just like uh, scallops. Yeah. kind mm. of. That's what I kind of thought it was, too. I thought the night went went really well. And honestly, it was cool. We do, you, you, you made a comment about us being in the same room together. We rarely are together. We, you know we run in different directions constantly and we almost never hang out and it's just that we're so busy and we have families and we have you know all these other things so then last night was last night was fun for me i went home and and it was the beer dinner was great and the food was really good and and i think the pairings were awesome but it was just it was fun to sit down and like eat dinner and drink beer and laugh like we actually i think like there was not really business talk it was you know, just laughing and hanging out, and it was a good crew that came out to you know to the beer dinner, so it was fun. Yeah, um, so I think this is the perfect time for me to talk about Roast House Pub. See how smooth that segue was. That's good. <laughs> I just slowly worked my way into. Chris, would you like to say a few words? I about would. I would love to. Thank you for the help. Um, so <laughs> coming up, other events that will hopefully be as amazing as the Kushwa beer dinner. Um, if you are someone who is inclined to love Bell's Hop Slam, which a lot of people do, on February 6th, he's going to have a keg of that, along with um, two victory rarities to be announced, and there will be discounted pours and food specials. And then on February 8th, the Tropical Bitch release party from 5 to 8 for $2 off drafts and cans. Then on... Um, Valentine's Day, there will be specials on Horn Dog and Barrel Age Gonzo. Nice. Love me some mm. Barrel Age Gonzo. Yeah. yeah. 
that is a I would say it's probably one of their more popular seasonal releases. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a tropical what? You I Tropical Bitch. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's I don't even remember what is tropical. So we bitch. can say that. All right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, don't celebrate it. <laughs> don't be Brian Ogden. <laughs> so how um, so both of your collaborations have been with actually. I, so I I don't hundred percent understand what Wet City is. Is they they're a bar, right? Or that's going to be a brewery also? Yeah. So they're a, a, <clears throat> they're a bar slash restaurant. Their food is actually pretty awesome as well. Um, they have a really good tap list. Um, so they're bar slash restaurant, very good tap list. Um, Josh, uh, two brothers own it, Josh and PJ. Josh is, you know, is a brewer and, and he, they're going to start, I want to say they're going to start a two barrel system. Okay. Um, it's smallish, they've, but they've got a, a spot in the back. I think it'll be a perfect like add on to their space. Um, and, uh, he's, he makes good beer. So it, it'll be, it'll be a neat thing to have, um, down in their facility. Okay. So that makes sense then. Cause both restaurant collaborations you've done have been with, with people a, who brew. a brewer that is in, involved with them. And then it so is the only other collaboration you've done then is with Adroit theory with or there've been other, have there been others? Um, no, not no there there are definitely some other things in the works um you know it's it's neat to work with people that do different things because they have different ideas you know like working with breweries is awesome because we are, we're all focused on beer but um also people that have seen different sides of you know the service industry or the you know the restaurant industry and things like that um they they bring a different perspective which is cool um we like working with people, you know, it's, it's, I think that's one of the coolest things about this industry is how well most of us get along. You know, we share ideas and ingredients and equipment when, when people need a hand, you know, just anything. Um, so the, the collabs, the collabs are a neat way, um, to just kind of hang out and, um, make cool things. It's the craziest industry in that aspect. And I, 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 I know I've definitely said it time and time again, I, but it's just so weird how like, you guys are competition, but don't behave that way mm -hmm. at all. It's such a collaborative environment with helping each other. Like, you wouldn't hesitate at all to call, a, like even a place that would just be a couple down the road, miles down the road, call them up and they'd be more than willing to help with any problem. I I screwed up inventory two weeks ago and called David up at Gear House and he gave me twenty two pounds of Simcoe to get through the week until our order came in. You know he could have very easily been like, nope, yeah. <laughs> but but uh, he didn't hesitate and you know it's that's just a really cool example of of how how we hang. I mean it's a it's a it's a cool way to work, but it's a it's it's an even better way to live. You know it's just it's nice to get along with people rather than. Fight. Yeah, it's not cutthroat. You right. don't like your competition isn't stabbing you in the back, or sure. you know they're not bad mouthing you, or yeah. doing any tactics that would be used in a lot of other industries. We even tell, you know, people that that we've hired to help us in the tap room and things like that that don't necessarily have a strong craft beer background. We tell them specifically, like, listen, if people come in and ask about other breweries, if, even if you had the negative opinion or something like that. 
don't voice that, you know, don't put that out there because it's not what this industry is about, you know, um, you know, be complimentary and, and just, you know, don't be dishonest or anything, yeah. but, you know, just don't purposefully trash somebody else. Cause that's not what this is about. You know, we frequently send people to, uh, people like that'll come in from out of town who are traveling or whatever. And people want to know like, where else should I go visit? And we'll give them a list of places, go check these guys out because it's definitely worth the drive and the time. Um, you know, and we get a lot of people that come in that were sent to us from other breweries too. Mm-hmm. So have you put in any thought into moving to Frederick? Cause it, <laughs> it is the East coast capital of craft beer. You guys, you guys have a lot of breweries down here and more coming, right? There, yeah. there are more, at least two more. I mean, yeah. I'm sure there are other ones in the planning, but too publicly we're but. washington county's too strong and uh <laughs> we've got we've got a third coming very soon so oh uh, we're at uh it'll be in lightersburg which is kind of kind right of where the cinemas are yeah yeah dire- actually yeah. directly across, across from it yeah that is that is even more in the middle of nowhere yeah yeah it's it's I, it's out there i took my daughter to that movie theater to see star wars and on the way um home um she was like daddy that she's eight it's like, Daddy, that theater is really nice, but it is in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> it's like, why don't they put that near people? Right. <laughs> I don't have an answer for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's definitely out there. Mm. Uh, the brewery we called Upper Stem, uh, Dan Winger uh, is the, the guy. Um, great dude. Um, really good guy. Um, he has some some background in the brewing industry. has worked a couple places. And... Um, you know, seems to be pretty well connected. So we're excited about it. It just gives us another option. So we've mm-hmm. got ourselves, uh, Antietam Brewery is, is about a little less than 10 minutes from where we are yeah, right up really 81. Um, they, have a, they have a really cool new tap room, you know, in their new facility. And then when Dan opens up his place, we'll have three. So. What size, um, like on this, between you and uh, Antietam, where do they fit size-wise? Uh, 10 barrel, yeah, I think. right in the yeah. middle. Yeah. And he's doing he's he's gonna be specializing in farmhouse sales. Okay. So there's gonna be three pretty distinct toi- uh, choices in town. So that'll be cool. Yeah, it's good that so all three of you are gonna be like pretty much completely different from each other. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Mm-hmm. But that I mean that works out great for people who are into craft beer. Oh. You can come to that area and see across the spectrum of well, it makes it de- it's of, a destination, yeah. and you know, and that's what that's something that we're working with the visitor visitors bureau to you know bring more people to the area so that Hagerstown doesn't feel like the middle of nowhere because <laughs> really we're pretty conveniently located on two major interstates. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's super it's ridiculously easy to get there. It's just not Frederick. <laughs> which is the east coast capital we're, of craft you, I can't tell you how many times we're reminded that we're not Frederick. <laughs> 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 This place is cool, but it'd be cooler if it were in Frederick. (laughs) (laughs) Two people actually say that to you? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. I I don't think I've ever said that to you. I mean, I've only implied (laughs) you should move. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I think every Yelp review I've left and every untapped, this beer was good. It would taste a lot better if it was brewed in Frederick. It's like creek water. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I think everyone pumps right. I mean, Attaboy, I know. They just have a hose that goes right into right. there. Yeah. We can't leave our Potomac water. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so which one do we want to open next? Uh, let's do uh, Let's do Peace just because that's, that, that's uh, 
the the one that's coming out Saturday at Rabbit. So who did the artwork for that? Uh, works out of uh, Hagerstown. W-O-R-X. Yep. Uh, Sam Sam Jones was actually the design, the lead designer on that for them, um, company owned by uh, Laura Wallace, and they've done all of our – they're helping us establish some brand identity right now, and uh, they've also been doing some can art for us. That's the first one that they did, and they grabbed a hold of the concept and uh, just did fantastically with it. Who did joint? You know, actually, I'm not 100% sure. That would PJ from uh, Wet City took the lead on that, so okay. we, we didn't talk to the artist directly. Yeah, he. Um, I believe he actually owned, or maybe still owns, uh, design, you know, marketing, branding type business, and and he has a network of of artists that he works with on various projects. So he was able to to kind of handpick one that he felt would do the best job with that label. That label, I really like that. You know, it's funny because we have two. We you know we've only done two can releases, and I don't know that it's sustainable to continue to put out the type of artwork that you know that we've had in these two but i love the cans i i just i love them i don't think we can go back we can't we (laughs) can't kind of yeah we gotta keep doing good ones yeah yeah Yeah. no but i mean like that (laughs) that elaborate you know we're gonna come up with something that kind of especially when we start canning our own beer when it's not a collaboration like we'll have something like a uniform label that is more easily identifiable as kushball beer and as the three of us we failed to have any of us have any artistic ability whatsoever that comes so, in handy yeah so <laughs> even a simple change can be quite difficult if we can't get a hold of somebody <laughs> so we've had to build a nice support staff of artists that we can reach out to i think even uh, if you if you find an artist that you like and you stick with them then that artist style can kind of be the i mean then you're kind of stuck with always using that yeah. Mm-hmm. same artist so hopefully they don't some ha- doesn't happen to them um but then <laughs> that fair enough <laughs> like uh, they don't just die or uh, any, <laughs> any number of things I, yeah die yeah. um well absolutely it's important to have some consistency so it's, there's that brand identity the recognizable art each time which even though those two were done by two different people i don't know that that's necessarily obvious i mean mm-hmm. I, th- I think the there were some common themes that w- went together there Jay Selway says you rule. Oh, Jay. Thank you, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, uh, Jay owns uh, Jumbie Industries. <laughs> this is one big commercial. <laughs> I know it is. Jay, I expect some free loot. It would, be, <laughs> it would be really awesome if I was compensated for any of, <laughs> any of this other than the Roast House Pub one. So, yeah, like, does anyone else you want to plug now? Jay, no, I'll be no. expecting something. Like, yeah. Jay's, uh, Jay's designed our tap handles and um, our large uh, wooden um, piece above our bar uh, with our logo on it. Uh, so he's been he's been really good to us as far as helping us out on that end. Uh, he wants you to do the pineapple sour again. <sighs> yeah. He visited us when uh, we were down at the Maryland Craft mm-hmm. Brewery Festival. We did that cask we did that here in frederick right? yeah yeah, on the creek. yeah that's actually where i ran in the jay i've known him like i met him originally forever ago but it was it had to do with cars like on like car clubs and then i hadn't talked to him forever and I, we ran into each other at the um the club or the um creek mm-hmm. festival 
And then I started seeing all the amazing things he's doing with lasers, which that's yeah. got to be so much fun. Having a job where you just go in and shoot stuff. Well, I'm sure it's a lot. Yeah, I'm sure it's a lot harder than that. But I, I mean, I would like to send, spend the day shooting stuff with lasers. <laughs> yeah, who wouldn't? <laughs> and actually, probably my business would fail horribly because I would not do anything sellable. I would just be grabbing different things and Look shooting it here. <laughs> Scott, can we buy a laser? <laughs> Garrett has to buy a golf car on the way here too. Uh, he's got his uh, eye on the ball. Pri- <laughs> <laughs> doesn't want a new fermenter. Doesn't want <laughs> priorities. Right. I told him he can't buy anything that doesn't fit in the building, and a golf cart doesn't fit in the building currently. Yeah. So. Yet. Not hey, what yet you're driving right now looks like a it golf does. cart. <laughs> it does. It does kind of look like a golf cart. So wait, you said yet? Does that mean you have plans for something? That We're, was a little vague. I think you should be more specific. I, we don't have plans. We have dreams. Are you moving to a big building in Frederick? <laughs> yeah. The idea is yeah. to have a building big enough we can fit a golf cart in. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and turn yeah. it around. Do, donut, do some donuts and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Right now, I pride myself on the fact that I can almost touch every tank in my brewery from one spot. <laughs> <laughs> But no. you still want a go kart to go in between them, or a golf cart to go in between them? <laughs> who, who doesn't love a golf cart? <laughs> so, um, so one year in, you've already you're at the point where you have to consider. Not that yeah. I'm saying that shockingly. I mean, like, yeah. old mother had said that they they figured it would take them five years, and then they hadn't even reached two years, and they needed to. Running a really small brewery, it's hard. It's hard to make a living running a really small brewery. I know, like it, you know, it seems like prices are kind of high sometimes to certain people and things like that. But it has to be because there's the, it takes a lot of money uh, to open a brewery, and you know, at our size, we just don't really have any economies of scale. Um, so you know, the next step is to um, get to a point where. Um, we have the ability to put out more beer and, you know, hopefully make this our lives. You know, Scott and Marcus, I think eventually would like to also be full-time employees at Kushwa. We, it's not sustainable yeah. at the size that it's at, um, given the things that we want to do. Um, you know, we're not looking to grow into a regional brewery or anything like that, but actually the, the system size that old mother is, is moving into is probably perfect for what we want to do. Um, yeah, you make a uh, you can make a large enough batch that um, you have plenty. You're not yeah. running out constantly, but yeah. not so much that you only have four different exactly. beers on tap. Yeah. At, yeah. yeah, and we're I mean in our current facility we we say we're vertically challenged. I mean it, it, the brew ha- in the brewery area is with eight and a half nine yeah. foot ceilings, which I'm pretty sure is a record because it would start a brewery in a place with nine foot ceilings, but. <laughs> We, we did that. So even if we could run double, triple turns on the brew house, we don't have anywhere to put it. And just, like, put it in perspective, the can release of Peace Among Worlds, there was 29 barrels of that. That's all of our tanks put together plus an extra barrel. <laughs> so it's uh, it can go quick. A lot of these hoppy beers we do, we don't you can't get a full yield on those. So, you know, it, you're – you're brewing a lot, and it, it doesn't even matter if you want to brew around the clock. You run out of tank space. You just yeah. nowhere else to put it. And we have, uh, you know, we started with four tanks, and we have seven now, and there's absolutely yeah, nowhere else everywhere. to put There's nowhere else to put anything <laughs> <laughs> until we just start filling up the tap room, which is yeah. a little counterproductive. Yeah. <laughs> so. 
Yeah. So. I know a um, really good uh, commercial real Spine, estate Spine agent Frederick. in uh, Frederick. <laughs> could show you some good locations. Just saying, I hear that Frederick is a good place for a brewery. It's It seems to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I, I think Jay wants us to bring up Jumbie again because he said that <laughs> Come Jumbie on, Industries, <laughs> <laughs> you guys make the best beer in Maryland. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. There were, yeah, thanks, man. So before we went on the um, the Jumbie ad, the, like I saw all kinds of other questions and uh, comments, but Facebook really sucks, and now I see nothing but a string of comments from Jay. So sorry if anyone else had something to say, because I don't see anything now. All right, so when is your next can release? Yeah, uh, we just got over the first this one. <laughs> yeah. We've been we've been talking about that. We have some things to decide. We've talked about doing it with one of our uh, established beers, like Dank Pursuit or Jello or something of that nature. And we've got some things, uh, hopefully, in the works to possibly do some smaller collaborations with some other regional breweries. So uh, we'll see. We it uh, it won't be in February. I can tell you that much. <laughs> uh, March would be the absolute earliest. But uh, these things take a longer to get together than we ever thought they would. They're generally uh, almost eight to ten weeks out. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's hard to do when we don't have the the capacity, the resources to do it. You know, we're brewing, we brew both of these beers through Boatway uh, out of Sterling and uh, have had a great experience with them. So there's there's another ad for you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Boatway Brewing Company, you know, like, they, no, but they, you know, uh, that crew down there was really great to work with. And, um, you know, they deserve some of the credit for that beer, too. I mean, it happened in their place. You know, we, we, we came up with the recipe. We went down to brew it with them. You know, we, we walk them through and kind of instruct, uh, you know, process and, and, you know, the way that we want things done. But ultimately, it's in their space. But, you know, because it has to happen somewhere else and it requires mobile canning and things like that, it's hard to – it's a lot of people involved, Um to do to turn it around quickly well, yeah. it's, a, it's a lot of scheduling i mean if you well, have yeah, your own canning you... line and something goes wrong well you can make it up you can work all night yeah. something of that nature when it's somebody else coming in it's this has to happen on this day and you know better make it happen and we had those deadlines with the artwork with the getting the cans ran getting the cans down there getting the beer brewed and all of these things are we're orchestrating them but they're a little out of our control too you're relying on a lot of other people and that's what we want to remove in the next step of things so that we have control over what we want to do. If we want to just do a partial run on some cans, well, we have that choice to do it or however we want. You know. uh, there's apparently a couple of people not happy with me trying to convince you to come to Frederick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Heather Huff and Adam Bennett. But, uh, and I just, I clicked it, and Adam lives in Chambersburg. He has Gear House. I'm not going <laughs> to convince David to come here. So he's not expanding. So just be happy you have Gearhouse. It's funny. Uh, it's a true testament to our our we're fighting over the community. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And these these people you're speaking of, they're they're regulars. We know as soon as you say their names, we know who That's you're talking about. Like, these, that you, have, faces, you probably yeah. know who they are. <laughs> we love you guys. <laughs> Uh, do you have any other um, ads that you want to do? Any other commercials? Not at the moment, but I'd say give it time because 
we'll get there. It's cyclical. Uh, <laughs> we'll get there. They just kind of come out, so I just kind of have to let it <clears throat> So um, the first time that Garrett was on, he told us about how he doesn't uh, stick to anything. So John Burroughs and I were kind of concerned about the lifespan of Kushwa. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so are you guys better at committing? <laughs> yeah. I, th- I okay, told commit. Garrett. <laughs> some, some commitments. I told Garrett when we started this, instability is the thing I look for first in a business partner. <laughs> I'm relatively non-committal. <laughs> So hopefully you two can balance that out and keep them under control. And We all do our own part at balancing everybody <laughs> out. We all have our moments, that's for sure. But you haven't had to chain him into the brewery yet. I no. think he's chained himself in there. Yeah. <laughs> Although that's maybe that's why he wants a golf cart. He's going to use that to escape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could have picked a faster vehicle, Garrett. Yeah. yeah. It would be hard to flee at 10 miles an hour. I mean, hour. even that hamster mobile you're in right now goes faster than a golf cart. <laughs> I'm here for the duration. I honestly like there's nothing I've done that I like as much as what I do right now. So I'm I'm happy. You know, it's I was we've met a lot of really cool business owners through doing what we do and um something that comes up is um just the fact that I'd rather work eighty hours a week for myself than forty for someone else, you know, and it's 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 ours. We own it. We get to, you know, live and die by our choices and um, it's exhausting, but it's refreshing at the same time. I'm sorry. I'm the, Graham keeps motioning that there are people commenting things. You'd think he'd be more helpful to give me a heads up <laughs> to what he's motioning about. Because I can't <laughs> see them. No. Should have given me a mic. You don't get a mic. Oh, someone asked what the fr- the style of the first can release was. That was a New England style IPA too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a seven percent. Uh, IPA. I mean, that's what people buy cans of. So it's <laughs> it's, it's hard, you know. It's like I mean, that's what people that come to releases generally are looking for specific styles of beer. You know, it's it's some sort of something hoppy, you know, a big stout or some sort of like fruited Berliner Weiss or Goza or something like that. Um, I don't know. I mean, there are some other breweries that occasionally drop other things. Um, we were. Looking at Bissell, you know, Bissell put out a, a lager beer, uh, which I think was like Keller beer style today or yesterday or whatever. Um, so it's it's nice to see that, you know, Tired Hands has done some different things. I really liked um, the People Champagne. That was a nice, solid blender vice. And the, whatever the, um, whatever brand syrup that was the raspberry homemade that's yeah. kushwa we make it yeah. oh nice Kushwa's own. so last night at yeah. roast house nico made it because it was oh, in okay. there in their facility but yeah we we make it ourselves um i i like that beer too you know um i think it, it's it's really clean and we're proud of that um and it's it's cool uh with the the homemade syrup because we we do it on our own and um people some people choose to drink it with the syrup and some people choose to drink it without it was really good without it but yeah. like the that raspberry just added a nice dimension to yeah. the mm-hmm. to the taste it's about as technical as i can get <laughs> i mean that's about as tech it's such a simple beer you know that's about as technical as it gets honestly although i did i i 
found something interesting out about you when I was on <laughs> I, over. His wheels are <laughs> turning right really now. Excited oh, to talk I'm about it. <laughs> no, it just, it like just, just <laughs> the I I watched um, the documentary on Netflix, um, Psalm. Isn't it? Yeah. About yeah. the people trying to become a master sommelier. And one of our reporters um, had talked about wanting to like do a story on people trying to become one. So then I went up and looked up Cicerones, and I saw you're one of the few advanced Cicerones in Maryland. Uh, no. I wish. I'm certain. I have the... I, Your I, website I've, lies, then. Yeah. I'll have to check it. If it says it, it's <laughs> oh, true, maybe, and I'm oh, going to yeah. start celebrating it. But no, I... I or the I've, second level certified, yeah, then advanced. Okay, right. yeah, yeah. I've taken the Never second mind, level. Never mind. It's not interesting. More impressive. <laughs> this, this story got, got weak really quickly. <laughs> I'm actually taking the advanced level in Denver uh, in May, um, and I'm super not ready for it. You know, it's... I, I took this on. It's funny because there's a lot of like, like if you follow certain people on Instagram and stuff, the, the whole Cicerone program gets a lot of flack because yeah. people celebrate it in ways that they probably shouldn't. Um, I started it because it was a good way to learn parts of, of beer that I didn't know about, you know, like keeping and serving draft systems and things. That's something I, I didn't have a background in, but it's important to what we do. And so I've learned a lot through studying for that um, beer and food pairing just last night. You know, that stuff, that stuff is, is interesting to me and it, it brings, it sheds light on things that I would have never thought about otherwise. So, um, and I've just kind of latched onto it and I really, I like it. The tape of something fell apart over there. It's my restless legs, and I probably kicked it. No, nah, it's Graham doing a poor yeah. job at setting everything <laughs> up. <laughs> um, so I guess I don't know too. Is is being a cicerone along the lines of a sommelier more or less, or yeah, not as so. pretentious? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I I think it's. I think yeah, cicerone is probably the beer equivalent, you know, of sommelier. Have you um, happened to seen that documentary? Yeah, I've watched. I watched it. There actually are, two. Yeah, I was told that the Into the Bottle isn't as good as the the first version of. Or oh no, yeah, there's a completely different one because mm-hmm. there's Psalm like the first edition of it, and then yep. they had a sequel. But they yeah, there's a a whole different one mm-hmm. I think that debunks sommeliers. Is that the one you're talking oh, about? No, that's uh, a, that's no, that's a that's another thing. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's honestly, I don't know a ton about wine. I, that's something like it's as far as like the equivalency, it's it's similar. I'm sure people would argue that one is different in some other, you know, in some way. I don't really know. But like um, when you taste a beer, do you swish it around your mouth and then start naming a million different flavors that you're imagining that you taste? Yeah, but I do it in my head. So I'm not annoying <laughs> to everyone around me. <laughs> you don't, no, you don't, nobody wants to hear that. You, you don't list 30 <laughs> different types of uh, bruised fruit that, you ta- that you're picking up on right. <laughs> or flavors that there's no possible way that you can know what that tastes like. Yeah. Yeah, it's it that stuff gets pretty interesting. But it's it's funny though how you really can train your palate. You know, like if you work at it, it's it's a skill set and you can you can improve that and and it does it helps us make better beer. Oh, I I would definitely think yeah. it would. I mean, I just don't like people have sent me YouTube videos of beer reviewers and they list like 30 
different things that they say they're tasting and all like it's either I have five taste buds or they're full of it because I've had that beer before and it did not taste the million things that they say they're sure. picking up. Yeah, I think so. And then listing things like, like who's had a monk fruit? <laughs> or like, like or they start a listing monk. all these like like all these different fruits that you know no one's ever tried them. Right. <laughs> Monk fruit sweetener is used quite often in my household. <laughs> <laughs> so I just think those people are full of it. And I'm going to have some more uh, Peace Among Worlds. <laughs> so what do you get when you taste Peace Among Worlds? I get bruised mango. So I was um, going to say overripe fruit. Like, honestly, like, I know we just laughed at that. But it, it tastes, you know, there's like an overripe fruit uh, flavor to it, um, which I really, I really enjoy. And then... Um, there's a couple other things we talked about in the last episode that I wanted to expand on. Actually, no, I covered all of them. Your weird obsession with pullover hoodies. Um, I'm going to get you which, one. What, what size should I? I won't wear it, <laughs> ever. <laughs> I'll just send you all the sizes. It's fine. I'll just send you all the sizes. So, it's... so actually, one thing you, you said you could tell a lot about a brewer from um, like Pilsner's or Kolsch's. I think you can tell a lot about a brewer by the hoodie they wear. It's I, I don't know what, that. but there's no there's no debate on that. And honestly, it's it's I get made fun of because I pretty much wear the same thing all the time too. Like I have approximately <laughs> like three shirts that I wear, <laughs> and you know, like I think I have two pairs of jeans for when it's cold out, and like two pairs of shorts. It's always the same stuff. This is why I don't understand why we get confused so often. That's true. <laughs> I change my clothes. <laughs> I change it. I, I just change it into the other outfit. Yeah, it's clean. But it's hilarious. This has become a thing. Me and Garrett get confused quite often when we're not in this. If just one of us is in the room, we get called each other all the time. We don't think we look like each other at all. I don't but think uh, so. even yeah. even from people that you would think would know the difference between us, and I just I don't. People are like, bye, Scott. I'm like, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> you there, just roll with it now. It's like, all right. There's been, explain this. There's <laughs> been people here that um, that have worked here that people completely confused the two of us. I, I didn't think I looked that much like those people. And I, that was the same thing. Like, and like to the point where there was a couple times we messed with like the people that like <laughs> – I would be talking. It was like the twin switcheroo. <laughs> like nice. I was talking to the person. Then we would swap places, and they would just continue the conversation between the two of us like we were the same person. So I just assume hey, people see a fat guy with a beard, <laughs> and they everyone we all look the same to them. <laughs> I don't know what it, I don't know what it is about us that I, it's it's got to be the, just the beard. I was going to say, I think the, the obvious thing is yeah. the beard. I think the <laughs> elephant in the room <laughs> is. <laughs> oh. All right, so last time you are on, I asked you what the most ridiculous review um, Kush was ever received was. What did I say? It, I, I, it maybe was, I have a new one. I think you may have a new one because it was kind of a week. It, was, like, it wasn't that ridiculous or bad but then i went and looked and i couldn't even find any bad ones the so one, if you have a better one let's the one that sticks out to me is um 
we serve people champagne at the um, Canton. The what is it? What's the festival called? The one, the it's, one in Baltimore. Uh, the Baltimore Craft Beer Fest, or yeah. Uh, and somebody checked it and gave it a quarter cap and uh, said that it was the. Now this this kind of this kind of a good thing. I think maybe not backhanded compliment. It, they said it was the least vomit inducing sour they had ever had. <laughs> That's praise. I mean. We're killing it. <laughs> I mean, high that, five. You should, you should probably can that. Uh, there's your next can release, and that's the tagline underneath it. I'm like, woo, nice. Or just change the name from People Champagne to Least Vomit Inducing Sour. <laughs> it's got some appeal. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely not a marketing genius or anything, but that's my advice. Are, are there any that stand out to you guys? No, they 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 always seem to revolve around an odd style or something of that nature. I remember the people champagne. There was one that just that's not beer. No. <laughs> I, of I, course I, it is. You just you haven't experienced this. that style before. Yeah, I assure you, I followed all of the <laughs> steps in making beer to produce this. <laughs> yeah, I, I urge you to uh, listen to. Um, Last week's episode with Brian and Carly when he reads his version of a bad review because it's great. <laughs> <laughs> there was, um, I think Jailbreak did a reading of. Yeah, that was hilarious. We laughed. That was so funny. Yeah, we um, we thought we were going to have the original idea of doing that, and then I found the Jailbreak one. We're still going to do it someday, but we've been saying that for almost exactly a year now, and someday we will do it, but. I, I thought it would be like cool to write it up on the chalkboard in our tap room because we have like a graffiti wall. That would be wall, great. Like the top put, ten. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah, or like last week's like most whatever comment. Um, I don't know. You know, it's that's one thing about this craft beer movement is that everybody's an expert all of a sudden. You know, like every people just have these really strong opinions yeah. about things, and they're not. You know, their opinions they're not based in fact. They're not. Honestly, I mean, we're open to people's feedback. Um, That's we, why I always try to emphasize I know nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'm, my my opinions are rooted in a deep misunderstanding of everything. I think that's life, my man. I think that's <laughs> every bit of life in general. So I guess probably most of your bad reviews then must be on particular beers for on untapped though because i i just went to look like for reviews of the brewery itself like on yelp and and they're almost all really good so that was useless <laughs> a useless endeavor we've had a couple of jokers come through our place that have strong <laughs> opinions about things that are jokers. <laughs> uh, you can't please everybody you know yeah. the thing is like no i actually know open a distillery because I even I've completely stopped asking that question to distilleries because a couple of, like they would keep saying, well, I don't I can't think of a bad one. I'm like, you're so full of it. And I go and look up and like, oh, five stars. So everyone. Yeah. So really? apparently people are very forgiving to high alcohol content products. You want to buy Kushwa and we'll just start a distillery. You know, take no. it over. I you, mean, if I'll move it to Friday. Yeah, you can buy it. You can move it wherever you want. <laughs> Pay up, man. You can move it wherever you want. In fact, I think the worst, um, the worst review of any distiller was Lions, and theirs was the person said that the rum was really good. They bought a bottle of it, but they, <laughs> but they felt like 
there was a guy in the tasting room that they assumed was the owner was judging them. <laughs> so he gave them four stars. <laughs> Don't let it happen again. Yeah. <laughs> So my word of wisdom is don't stand in the tasting room and judge people. No crazy eyes, Gary. I yeah. try not to look at anybody while I serve people. What are you doing? What are you <laughs> doing over there? <laughs> How's that taste? What are you... Is it good? Is it bad? Well, it's got to be something. <laughs> Sorry, they'll just blame Scott, so it doesn't matter. Well, one, of the, one of the reviews on Google uh, says, I think it was like a two-star review, and it says something like, too reliant on heavy hops, and kind of like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that's kind of what we do here. To our true place. true yeah. statement. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> so celebrate it. So across the entire country, one brewery that you would love to do a collaboration with. Are they listening right now? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Actually, I could say. I mean, if you go outside of Maryland, I almost get in Chambersburg. Like, you look at the analytics. Those are the only places people listen. So. I'll, I'll throw one out there. And like and one person, I think it was in Africa. Yeah. <laughs> I'll throw nice. one out there. And it's probably a brewery that, that people haven't heard a ton of, uh, but uh, Scratch. So Scratch is a brewery, and um, they brew uh, – most of their beers have foraged ingredients in it. And I just think that's awesome. And I don't know anything about it. You know, I, I it wouldn't even... It awful. <laughs> yeah, like I wouldn't even know where to start, but it would be cool to hang out with people that do that because it's completely different than yeah. what we do and try to somehow infuse, you know, what we do in with what what they do. Um, that that would be... That would just be something neat. Where are they located? Uh, they're somewhere in Illinois, okay. but not around Chicago. They're mm. like southern, like south, south, southern, southern... Illinois. You know that people in Illinois really get pissed off when you pronounce it Illinois? I'm from Illinois. Does so. that piss you off? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I found that out. <laughs> Everything pisses Scott off. That wasn't a fair question. Well, <laughs> people. Well, I, I, the, the most I'd ever uh, heard Illinois pronounced was Kevin Smith movies, and they always pronounce it Illinois. So, yeah, it's a it's, like a, it just, it's a thing. I mean, there is an S there. Yeah, we pronounce consonants. <laughs> <laughs> I would argue like, that there's no need for any silent letters. I'm on that. We finally we can agree on something. I had a deep discussion with a friend of mine about the O in front of possum, and just it's completely unnecessary. That's why it's opossum. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> nope. I had a long discussion the other day of whether tent and tent was pronounced the same way. And apparently I'm on the wrong side of this, that it sounds the same. Tent. Uh, tent and tent. T-I-N-T and T-E-N-T. Oh, tent. No, you've got tent and tent. Yeah, they're very distinctly different words. Good, good God, I think, man. I think all of, of you are just, this, this, this is un, it's really unnecessary. I just unnecessary. think it's that PA Dutch thing that we've got. So wait, uh, are you saying that they do sound the same? <laughs> yeah, they sound the same. You're it's, insane. It's like I don't even know you. That's okay. <laughs> Tent is not a uh, large word that I need to use very often, so we'll stick with it. You may as well just say Illinois. <laughs> that sounds like more work. I mean, it's un- <laughs> this is unnecessary. Illinois. Illinois. Mm. There you go. It's ill. All right. Um, Scott or Garrett, whichever you're going by right now, your favorite <laughs> is... <laughs> You said the, I think, people's champagne? No. The fog. Fog, yeah. that is your favorite. 
Scott, what's yours? Also big fan of Fog, but I'm going to say Dank Pursuit is my favorite overall of all the IPAs that we've done. I think it's a, it's one of the more complex. It's kind of, it was kind of the OG of the the bigger IPAs that, that we've put out. That was my favorite of yeah. last night by far. I'm always that that beer's always good and it it makes a really good beer mosa too. It's got enough back in bitterness to handle a little bit of orange juice. Marcus, your turn. Although you answered already, didn't you? You can answer again, and then we'll listen back and see if you made up the first time or the second time. <laughs> um, I'll probably throw out um, Funkin' Fuzz. I mean, it's a someone, beer. I, someone mentioned that, and I, I'm not. That's one I'm not familiar with at all. Well, that's it. Just it just kind of. No, we're came not talking out. about Heather anymore because she was giving me crap about telling you guys to move to Frederick. <laughs> <laughs> She's feisty. You don't want to, uh, yeah. you don't want to scrap with her. All right, I'll stay out of women's sport for a while. <laughs> uh, no. I'm not a scrapper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Funkin' Fuzz, I would probably say that. Um, you can't I mean, say I'm, that word on this podcast. Can't say that. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> um, Unless you're we, Brian Ogden and you have a filthy mouth. <laughs> I mean, we're kind of we're obviously kind of known for the hazy IPAs, but I think we do a lot of other things really well. Um, and this past weekend was a true testament to different styles and different things that we're able to kind of create and do differently and show people that we're just not the hazy IPA. And uh, I just love that beer. I mean, there's not much else to say about it, but that's just one I. I like and it's it's great. I thought chocolate love was really good, but by that point I was so ridiculously full and sick from the amount of beer and food that I'd consumed that I couldn't enjoy it the, as much as I feel like I would have. I feel like <clears throat> we were talking about that because I I think I like that beer a lot too. Um, that dessert was so insanely rich and oh, good and like amazing yeah. it was fried kentucky kentucky derby pie like it's <laughs> just like i we there, no beer i don't know what beer you would stand you know could yeah. possibly stand up to that um so it, it that beer chocolate love definitely took a back seat to the the uh dessert which you know it should have that dessert was insane but for the old mother one the dessert was like an ice cream sandwich on a pretzel Bun type thing that was like the size of your head. Really? Yeah, it was like the size of two full <coughs> meals, let alone to be part of a five course meal. Damn. What did they? <laughs> what beer did they serve with that? Do you remember? I don't remember. It wasn't. I was there. I was trying. Oh, to that's right. You. I don't think it was stage fright. I want to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think it was the oatmeal stout. I thought you were. I thought they were with Garrett the whole time. Uh, well, <laughs> could have been. <laughs> We could use this to our advantage somehow. I don't want to be everywhere. It can be everywhere for me. Yeah. And so what does 2018 have in store for Kushwa? Give us a sneak peek. And to set the bar, the Trogner brothers announced something for the very first time on Uncap. So just to... We don't have any announcements. Oh, like, Jesus. I know. I know. It's... Um, it's hard to believe that (laughs) Trogues has their stuff together more so than we do. Um, I, I, uh, we are pretty close on the same scale. Yeah, we're, we're, we're similar, I'm sure. Um, I mean, there's three of you. There's only two of them. (laughs) (laughs) We do have them outnumbered. (laughs) 
this is important in bar fights. <laughs> right, yeah, right, yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know, honestly. I mean, we're we're working on plans for an expansion, but it's Scott and I had a long conversation at lunchtime today. It's hard to run a brewery and plan for an expansion because it's it's doing two jobs at once, and that would give these guys three jobs yeah. <laughs> because they have their own jobs. So, um, honestly, I think. I think we are, we're, we're finally starting to find our groove and um, figure out what works for us and what doesn't work for us. Um, you know, I think more consistency in our beer and just the message of our business and, and things like that. Um, we, we really want to grow into our demand rather than make a bunch of beer and have to put somebody in a you know car driving around selling it. Um, so I think thoughtful expansion, you know, hopefully is is what's what's next. Um, maybe a little more community involvement. We've done a lot of things this year um, with SPCA and Toys for Tots and all, all kinds of things. You know that that stuff matters to us. It's not a marketing ploy. Like we, yeah. you know, um, we our mission statement is uh, exceptional beer, positive impact, respect, and it's written on our brewery wall. And it's kind of how we make choices and. Um, we want to get involved in the community to help people also to, to drive change in Hagerstown. Um, you've made it very obvious that, you know, Frederick's cooler than Hagerstown. So we want to change. I don't think <laughs> I said that. Don't put words into my mouth. I, I think, I think you did. <laughs> so we want to, we want to, we want to improve the, the quality of, of our hometown, you know, give people options and, and hopefully spur some more businesses. There's, there's some other cool things happening. People want to try some some things, and if we can help support that, that would be awesome. Absolutely, that's, that's especially that part about kind of the you know craft beer is all about being local. We like being that local yeah. hometown brewery, and we'd like to see some things come into Hagerstown, like some farm to table restaurants, things of like that. I mean, that uh, can be kind of the food uh, food chain market of America around there, and we'd we'd like there to be you know like talk about Frederick downtown. Frederick's pretty awesome. And we would like to have that kind of a feel be brought into our area where there's choices and things are going towards local rather than big. So now, now um, Garrett, you grew up in the in the area, right? Yeah, I mean, we all grew up close by. I went to Boonesboro High School, which okay. is like 15 minutes from Williamsport, and Scott and Marcus are from Greencastle, which is not far either. So you are good hometown boys. Yeah, absolutely. I like to think so. I've lived in Clear Spring for about seven years now, which you say Hagerstown's in the middle of nowhere. Clear Spring's in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I don't even know where that is. It's past uh, Hagerstown. More into the woods. More more, <laughs> more into nowhere? <laughs> yes. <laughs> into the abyss. All right, gentlemen, unless you have anything else you want to talk about? Wanna, no, I don't think so. I mean, while we have people's ear, I think we just want to make it evident that we really do appreciate people's business and time. And, you know, we know that people have a lot of choices uh, in beer these days. There's a lot of good beer out there. And this weekend was was really awesome for us. And we appreciate people coming out and, and spending their hard money and time in our place. And, um, you know, just thank you. Actually, no, one more question. Have Have you gotten to the point where you feel like you've made it? No. Okay. Oh my God. No. I I just it was a story I'd listened to where Brewer Brewer was talking about um, the first time they felt like they made it is when they were at a bar and someone walked in and said, "Give me my regular," and it was one of their beers, 
Uh, we've, we've got some really big shoes to fill out there. I know Firestone Walker just celebrated their 20th anniversary and still, you know, they're huge breweries, still putting out killer beer yeah. on a small scale too. Um, you know, I, I don't know that we can ever say that we've made it. You know, it, if we please almost everybody that goes through the door, then we're making it step by step every single day. And you know, we realize where we came from. We're not coming from a huge brewing background or anything else. We're passionate about the industry, passionate about the craft, and we just hope we represent it well. Well, I want to congratulate you guys on your first year, and thank you so much for uh, joining me again and putting up with me. <laughs> you rock, man. Thanks for having yes. us. And thank, thank, thank you, you for making amazing beers. Appreciate Indeed. it. And thank you, everyone, for watching and listening. Cheers. The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Cullen and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook, and if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening.